In today's episode, we're going to be talking about why you should not be the smartest couple in your circle of friends. (laughs) The real question is this, how can you be more intentional in your relationship before the wedding day so you can live out a Christ-centered marriage that doesn't just survive, but thrives? Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. We are your hosts and relationship coaches, Rafi and Sarah Fiolina. We believe that if it takes almost a decade to prepare for the priesthood, then a single course or retreat isn't nearly enough to prepare for a lifelong marriage. We help couples like you enter into your marriage vocation with confidence through developing your relationship. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 69 of the Journey to Marriage show. This is Rafi. And Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about why you should not be the smartest couple in your circle. Are you saying we should be dumb? No. (laughs) Fair enough. We're just going to delete this episode now. (laughs) That is not what I'm intending to, to share on this episode, but... Um, I do want to kind of talk about this really important point that we've learned, I guess, throughout our lives and through my experience of how I learned this, this very fact. I knew for me growing up in my adolescent years, oh, by the way, Stella Marie's here too. So if you hear, you heard the intro, that was her. (laughs) She's hooting and hollering. She's on my side. She's like, yeah. Uh, anyways, so, um, yeah, like. Growing up, I I lived most of my life in Las Vegas, Nevada. And for those who don't know, Las Vegas, Nevada is known also as Sin City. And womp, it's, womp. Womp, womp. <laughs> and it's, an, it's ironic because through Sin City, I, I, found, I met Jesus. <laughs> and it, it's awesome. But that's good. You met Jesus. I know. I needed him. Because uh, throughout my adolescent years, it was... Uh, like the people I used to hang out with, um, they were great people, not going to lie. But we spent a lot of time just shenanigans, let's just say, in Vegas. That I don't want to get too Shenanigating. Just nothing that I'm very <laughs> proud of to be talking about. But um, I guess, yeah, my adolescent year, uh, living here in Vegas, there's just a lot of shenanigans happening. I played a lot of video games. Um, I was a huge video gamer, so I, le- I used to play Halo. For all of you who are listening, I'll destroy you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably get, not. I'll, it's nope. been a while. <laughs> nope. I'll get so destroyed. I haven't played video games in a while. Well, Halo specifically. Um, but yeah, that's like the people I used to hang out with growing up. I don't know about you. Whoa, what, what was that? Oh, dang. That was our pen holder. That was kind of freaky. <laughs> Um, well, I'm glad I didn't know you when you played a lot of video games, because <laughs> um, the circle of friends that I also had was a bunch of video gamers, mm. well, the guys, and it was 
rough because I the girls we would just like wait for the guys to finish playing video games and sometimes it was never <laughs> <laughs> nope um but aside from video games we would like go to parties we would drink a lot we would go to edm concerts um wasting all of our our time and money doing that even though it was fun for me at the time we weren't really going anywhere. We were just kind of hanging out to have fun and not really growing. Yeah, I resonate with that as well. Um, but I remember early in my life, I think I was around 19 years old. I started, I was introduced to somebody that came into my house and he was a young, he was a young guy. I think he was still in his early 20s and he came into our house. I remember like the the car he was driving was like really nice. I think he like drove like a Bentley or something. And just like when he walked in my house, it was just a different persona, like a different type of person that I've never really interacted with. Like how he talked was very like um, professional, sophisticated. And he was there for... He was like very like well versed. Like he, we were able to have like in intellectual conversations around like life and business and things that typically me and my friends never really talk about. We don't really talk about our our lives and our dreams, our future. Mm. Um, and this guy was like transforming lives all around the world. <laughs> and um, I know, right? And I was just. I was nervous to be honest when he I when I was introduced to him and then he introduced me to all of his colleagues who are also very successful in their lives and their families and um yeah it was just kind of nerve-wracking I couldn't like I felt like I was out of place I'm like who are these people but I aspire to be like them because they actually have something going on in their life they're tr they're helping people they're serving mm -hmm. people and that's what they talk about. Like they talk about like how can we become our best selves so that we could serve others. Like my friends and I, we never really talk about this. Did you ever talk about those things? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, the conversations like we talked about my 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 younger friends, just very surface level stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I started doing, started like interacting with these types of people and i remember meeting one of my mentors early on in my life and he shared with me something that was shared with him by one of his mentors and this quote practically changed my life and how i see things and who i interact with because what he said was this it was a quote by a man named jim Rohn. And he said, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with the most. And I thought that was really interesting. I'm like, huh, I've never heard that before. But then when I heard that and I started to figure out, like, look at, reflect on my circle of friends at that time, I'm like, huh, that makes sense. All my friends are doing the same thing I'm doing in my life. And that's not where I want to be. Like, I really don't want to be there, which is why I served in the military. Mm. I think when I think about the five people that I was surrounding myself with, it was kind of hard because, 
when you introduced this to me, I didn't hang around a lot of people except for like you, my mom, <laughs> and like my family. So I was like, hmm. Yeah. Um, but then like even in your school, like when you were away from family, like who did you surround yourself with? Right. So those were my friends that were playing video games. We were drinking and partying. And were, did you start to see those so, type of habits happen in your life? Oh, definitely. Um, so that means I was the average party person. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then like at that moment, I was like thinking about, huh. So if I want to be somewhere else in life and I want to start achieving, I want to start talking about like, how can I serve? How can I transform people's lives? Like, how can I do something bigger than myself? Then I need to start to, to surround myself with people who are doing this and are talking about these things. And just a few weeks ago, we we hung out with our friends, Drew and Katie Taylor. And if you don't know them, they actually spoke at our summit. And they talked about setting goals. And it was really cool to, to hang out with them in person. Is there anything that stuck out to you? I mean, just the conversations we had were super fruitful and it was about like how to serve other people and what can we do more to enrich our lives our careers our family life and just having that kind of positive momentum in our conversation was really inspiring yeah and i mean we are also we're also talking about our faith like we were all on the same path of growing in holiness and it was really awesome also to to just see how they interacted with their kids. So they had three, they have three children and it was really cool to just witness that type of life mm -hmm. in that sense because we only have one child, but just to see like how it would look like maybe a few years from now, God, God willing of how, how it is to parent when we start to have like multiple kids because it was kind of difficult for them to to um, take care of the kids and then mm -hmm. talk to us like making sure they're entertained this is all in the park and i'm like wow that's that's pretty inspiring um but yeah when we figured this out we we're like i remember we set a goal in the beginning of the year that we wanted to speak to at least one holy couple a month yep um and just to, like take them out to dinner and just pick out their brain and build that relationship and mm -hmm. see what's working and what's not working and of course when the pandemic happened it kind of put uh, a wrench in our goals um, but we did have like a, a zoom double date with one of the couples we looked up to and want to know more about their holy marriage but then um, it died off again because we're like, how do we connect with, how are we supposed to meet holy couples if we're stuck at home? And then we started planning our summit. And then we interviewed 34 married people for our More summit. More than 34. It was like 60 people. Yeah. Well, 34 like couples. Oh, yeah. Um, And that was amazing. Like, whoa, we just like, hit our goal out of the park and we 
had so much information and knowledge from all of these holy couples in one in a span of one month. Yeah, it blew our mind, and it wasn't even like our intention for creating the summit was to serve you who are listening to this. Like all of you who are at home, maybe you're engaged and your prekena got canceled, your wedding got postponed, and you're wanting to go deeper in your relationship. And we wanted to create this for you, but then we realized that this also benefited us. Like we started learning a lot of things from these couples. Oh yeah. And from that, we've built these relationships with people that we didn't know initially. Like we we read their books, we we followed their stuff, but now we have a personal relationship with them and we can reach out to them whenever we're struggling in our marriage, whenever we want to level up in whatever things we want to do with our ministry. Uh, we have all these people to start talking to. Uh, about these different conversations rather than oh video games and these surface level stuff but really talking about things that really matter in this world mm -hmm. and i think it's it's just helped us build a stronger marriage it's helped us feel a lot more supported in our vocation because now we we have these couples uh we have their contact information it's really cool right. it's such a fruitful uh experience so for all of you who are listening to this right now, what is the key message that we're trying to drive here, Sarah? Don't be the smartest couple in your circle of friends. And if you want to level up your relationship, you have to start surrounding yourself with the people who are smarter than you and that are ahead in life of where you want to be. People that inspire you. And we're not saying to drop your current friends you know, but maybe considering spending less time with them if that's not where you want to be going in your life. And so... Um, yeah, and I want to throw something in there. Yeah. Sometimes you might have to end these relationships. Right. Sometimes you start... To, like if you're listening to this right now and you're taking an assessment of who you want to be, you're the average of the five people, and you realize that some of your friends are not, are not pursuing holiness the way you want. They're not living out the relationships that you want to create in your life. And you might have to make that hard decision because I had to make that hard decision. Mm. Um, I, like a lot of the people that I used to associate with in my high school years, I don't talk to them anymore. There's just a different group of people that I had to start to, because I understood this, this mm, concept right. and I love them, but there's just, again, you, I had to spend less time with them and start, building new relationships right and like how um i don't know it's some kind of pinterest quote but they're saying that people have seasons in your life mm -hmm. so it's okay if they're not in your current season mm. or your upcoming season of whatever friends you have um, yeah so the first thing that we want to share with you guys on how you can start leveling up your circle is to just really think about the type of relationship or future marriage, you know, that you'd like to create? Like, what does that look like? How do you want you and your spouse to be communicating with each other or spending your time with one another? And are you hanging out with the people that are a reflection of what you want, of what you would want to create? And the second thing would be to write a list of the couples that have that. So then you can start being more intentional and 
reaching out to them if you don't know them yet and introducing yourselves, just trying to um, get acquainted, you know. And if you're not sure, like if you have no idea right now, just think like, hmm, where where would this type of couple be? Where can where can I find them? Are they in the young adult group? Are they in a marriage group? Maybe they're volunteering at our church. Um, but just really start trying to think creatively of where you can seek out those couples that you want to become friends with. Yeah, and um, honestly, most people won't turn down a free meal. Like if you're gonna, hey, can I? Can we like take you out for a meal or something? um just to get to know you and we i mean like we're early in our on in our relationship and you inspire us and we want to ask you a lot of questions because we feel like we're ca- called to marriage and we would like to know more so really a lot of people are are willing to help you're starting to you'll you'll notice that when you start to try to level up your circle of friends if you if you ask in a humble manner like hey um I know I'd, I like we're we're still trying to learn everything in our relationship and we we inspire to be like a couple like you and we're wondering if we could take you out and ask you a bunch of questions. So, <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I hope this helps and just remember if you want to be the holy couple that you want to be, that God's calling you to be, it means changing that circle. Mm-hmm. You are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. And um, with that being said, we challenge you to go out there and start leveling up your circle. And let's, oh, I'm sorry. It's so hard to record these while carrying our daughter. (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, Just don't be the smartest, guys. Don't be dumb. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) She agrees. It's time to level up. All right. Well, praying for all of you holy couples on your journey to marriage. Take care and God bless. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications of future episodes. Secondly, would you mind doing us a huge favor? If you received value from today's episode, please share it with your friends. Then, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and this will also help us reach more couples preparing for the vocation of marriage. And lastly, if you want to go deeper with your life, spiritual, and relationship development, go to journeytomarriage.com resources to see a list of tools we personally recommend for your journey to marriage. Until, Until next time, time, future spouses. spouses.